Welcome, Sojourners. You have found yourself a cozy place here at Sojourners Awake. I'm Jonathan, and this is our production of The Fairy and the Free. Like you, the Sojourners are on a mission. They face conflict, and sometimes even danger. And in this most recent production, the Sojourners found themselves within the cloud forest, and they have sequestered themselves in a mysterious cottage. It seems as if no one is here, Yet the cottage shows some signs of being lived in and some signs of long abandonment. Have you ever come across something that didn't quite add up? Perhaps it was an interesting person, a place, or a thing, where you only had half of the information, and so the story begged you to do some further investigation to solve your very own mystery. What will the sojourners do with this conundrum and so for now, our story continues. The sojourners journeyed onwards beyond the borders of their own plane, Bonsaro. They traveled the expanse of sky until they arrived in Skyworld. Instead of cruising through the stratosphere, they decided to wander the cloud forest on their way to the great city of Luminous. After nearly escaping a hungry air serpent, they found refuge within a cottage. Of course, they did not escape the hunt without incident, for Trina was struck by its piercing scream and felt the effects of its toxic air after stabbing at it with her rapier. She ballooned up in response and began to float away dangerously beyond the canopy above. In desperation, she stabbed at her skin and released all the petrifying gas and inadvertently flew away, crashing into this nearby cottage. The humble cottage, floating gently upon the floor of the cloud forest, provided a warm and cozy respite. Inside, the sojourners explored this peculiar abode within this dangerous world. But then again, a dangerous forest could host dangerous inhabitants. Catrick, the angelic Tressum cat, curled up near the long-extinguished stove within the kitchen. The cottage rocked back and forth with each gust of wind upon the clouds outside. A chill air swung the blue door back and forth, creaking upon its dry hinges. While the Sojourners planned to travel some way towards Luminous on their, on their mission to find the green swan, Frisia, they now found respite after this harrowing experience with the basilisk, and Trina, with sagging skin, was in much need of some medical treatment. And so for now, our story continues. Birdie. It suddenly occurs to you, this chilly air whips up around your skin, that you left your wolf pelt back in the forest. Hey guys. Hello? I think I want to go back and get my wolf thing. I mean, I worked hard at it, and I killed the thing, and it was an accomplishment. I think I need to go back and get it. Oh yes, I almost forgot. I. I, yes, I, I think we should do that too. I would like to retrieve my rope if I am able. We can look for the two trees. The wolf felt should be somewhere around them. Hmm. 
cat trick? Trying to sleep, but how can I help you again? Do you think you could find your way back to where we were and caught that um, giant thing, the giant snake thing? Indeed. You want to find the giant snake? No, I want to find my wolf, my wolf skin. Ah, yes, I can take you there. Catrick okay. stretches and walks out the door and leaves you to go hunt for your wolf pelt. Birdie, you travel along with him. How do you respond, Simoon? Do you go along in like fashion? Trina, Bertie and I will be right back. We are going to go get her wolf skin. You just stay in the cottage and don't let anybody in but us. You just go on ahead. I'm going to stay here and die. I die. Trina, Trina quit being so dramatic. I'm not being dramatic. How dare you say that to me? Go, You're crying get, for no reason. Go All get right. your dead animal skin. Yeah, I don't no, care. Thank you. And as she says that, the skin on her arms is just flopping like a flag in the wind. I see this flopping around, and it's almost as if I had forgotten, and I dissolve into tears all over again, huddled up in front of the cold hearth. Samoon and Birdie, you are now back into the cloud forest, and within moments, uh, you are able to find the location in which the encounter occurred. Uh, each of you make a survival check as you are looking for your various items. Will luck be on your side? Thirteen. Nine. Nine. How badly do you want the wolf pelt, Birdie? For it takes some time. You immediately find Samoon's rope that is still latched to these two floating ice trees. But the wolf pelt is nowhere to be seen or it is blending into the whiteness of this forest. After an hour searching, you still haven't found it. How do you proceed? Patrick, don't you have like um, a good sense of smell? Are cats supposed to be able to smell things? I am an angel, not a cat, but... You purr like a cat. One of my many talents. Yeah, you wish for me just to snap my fingers and find your precious pelt. No, I mean, I just want you to, like, smell the air and see if you can smell it. Fair enough. I rolled a three. <laughs> <laughs> so he just, like, stretches his body and begins to scratch at the ice and it causes this horrible echo to echo throughout the cloud forest. The sheep began rustling through the area and trample through the, the clouds and lift up the area, uh, lift up the, the, the floor, begins to move around like mist and air, and it rocks and makes waves, and suddenly the cloud forest is vibrating in this thunderstorm. Lightning begins to crack outside. Well, I not expect that, he says. The clouds begin to darken all around you. So no longer snow white, but this forest turns into a thunderhead of gray and black clouds. And all the hair on each of your body begins to stand up with static electricity, including the hair of Catrick. Hey guys, the, um, hey, Samoon. The uh, hair on my toes, it's starting to stand up a little. Um, something weird. 
Oh yes, I understand what you're saying. The, I'm feeling the little goosebumps on my neck. Uh, something is changing in the air. I can feel it as well. And Samoon, given your connection to the air, you are simply seeing that this cloud forest is turning into a thunder forest. Lightning. Possibly even rain. The air around you begins to humidify and warm up. No longer chilly and cold like an ice forest. It begins to take on a tropical feel. I am sensing that there is great change in this place. Uh, I'm sure you can feel the, the warmth picking up. Um, I am not sure what is happening. It is quite weird to go from such a cold climate to something so warm. But uh, my concern now is for this lightning. Uh, do you see your pelt anywhere? I, I've pretty much gathered my rope now. Do you want to keep looking? Because this, this storm could be very bad for us. We should consider getting back to the cottage where we at least know it's safe, but... I'm not sure how much longer we have. It, this, whatever this is, is happening very fast. I feel like I should look, I should look one more time. All right, so Birdie, and, Birdie decides to press on as the thunder begins to peel throughout this forest. Go ahead and make your second survival check. Is it survival? Be anything else? It can be investigation. Mm. Can I? Um, or perception. It can be perception. Yeah. And then, Samoon, if you have something to offer. Well, yeah, I was just going to lend my eyes to look as well. So, do I roll or give her advantage? She can take advantage on perceptions check. I got a pair of fives. Okay. All right. You chose to press on, and now the clouds are just like slushy swamp. Instead of drifting in these gentle snow, your feet go down and splashing in this swampy forest of water. Lightning begins to peel all around, striking at the trees and creating these conductors of electricity. Sadly, Birdie, the storm presses on. It gets windier, the thunder gets louder, the lightning gets closer, and you still have not found your wolf belt. Okay, I guess we should go back. I don't want to get stuck. I think that is the wise decision. <clears throat> Perhaps we can try looking for it again later if we have to pass through this way. I'm not sure how far away we are from our destination. Patrick, have you seen anything? Do you think we will be passing back through this way or will our direction take us elsewhere? Oh, uh, when you finish your mission, you can most certainly pass through here. You could also stay here until the storm passes, if you wished. That little cottage was nice and dry. And at this point, you can see Catrick is just wringing wet with water. His long hair is just sticking to his skin. Well, Bertie, what do you say we go back to the cottage and, uh, and we will check in on Trina and see how she is feeling, hopefully in a more chipper mood than when we left her. Okay, I guess the next furry animal um, that we kill, I could just um, skin it. I mean, that is a completely reasonable option. I am sorry, though, that you lost your wolf blanket. That was a really cool skin that you got. But perhaps yeah. we will have other encounters that will give us great reward as well. Okay. Trina, in the silence of this cottage, you hear the rain beginning to pick up outside, and soon enough, 
The warm, humid air of this forest fills the cottage. The rain taps gently upon the roof, building up into a rhythm of percussive water splashing on the sides of the walls and the windows. And inside, you are dry, although there is a couple spots in the thatched roof area that a little bit of water does leak through gently and splashes into a long forgot pan. Meanwhile, you are sitting in the kitchen of this cottage. There's a small workshop, a bedroom in the far area. Other than that, it's a pretty tight little cozy neck, uh, nook within this forest. What are you doing during this time? Well, after I get over my fresh emotional bout, um, they've been gone for a little while, and I am starting to feel the boredom that comes from idleness. Um, I'd like to go see if I can find anything interesting in the bedroom. Specifically, I'm looking for a cloak to wrap around myself because I can't stand the way I look. And if I can't find the cloak, I'm willing to steal the blanket off the bed if there's a blanket on the bed. Um, that's what I'm looking for. But if I find anything else, I won't complain. Well, you find plenty, but go ahead and make an investigation check as you're snooping around this bedroom. 13. 13. You find a bed. It is unmade. There is indeed a blanket. And the bed is incredibly small. Along with that, you see a coat rack in which there is a short person-sized coat that probably doesn't fit you. Along with that, there is a bag that a little, little um, nice little fantasy leather bag with a gold twine tied up nice and tight. It's sitting at the head of the bed and there is a cat that is curled up on the foot of the bed. Like a real cat? So it's a real cat, and it's snoozing softly. Mm. I want to touch everything. Okay, where do we start? <laughs> <laughs> um, um, okay, yeah. It's like, hmm, a good story you would interact with what's most exciting, and exciting is a cat, but I think that Trina is going to come in, and she's going to see the cat and get, for a second, really excited, and then realize she doesn't want to disturb the sleep. So she's gonna try to tiptoe around to see if she can find that cloak. Uh, she'll pick up that cloak. Uh, what does the cloak look like? It is, uh, it's blue with like silver trim. It's got okay. a really pronounced collar and uh, it fits really snug around the waist, indicating that it is feminine Okay. in, in style. Okay. Um... It does not have a hood? No. Okay, darn. That ruins my plan. Uh, well, I'll pick that up and go. Maybe if she doesn't find her wolf, Birdie might like this. Want to sniff it? Does it smell real bad? No, it smells great. It's finely crafted. Oh, excellent. Yeah. No need to press the digitation it. Um, if it had a hood, I was definitely going to look for a sewing kit so that I could put little wolf ears on it. But well, seeing that it does not have a hood, I'll just put it over my arm. 
I will... The cat is sleeping on the bed? Yes. Okay. So I will go uh, see that coin purse and go, oh. And scoop that up and just file that away for later. Um, and then I'm going to go up to the cat. And, and I think I have speak with animals. Let me just double check. But I took speak with animals. No, I don't have it. I played my character wrong. Well, and I don't think I'd have it as a feature as an Eladrin either. I don't think so. No, nope, I have face step instead. And the seasons is what I get. All right. Well, I'm still going to talk to the cat. <laughs> and just kind of come up and just, uh, pardon me. And just kind of, you know how you bend down to cats and make that noise to get their attention? That's what she's going to kind of do to try to wake it up gently. The cat gently stretches out of a deep sleep and raises its neck towards you and begins to accept your hand and rubs its body on your arm, your skin, yawns, stretches again, and then just arches its back and begins to look around the bedroom, sniffing. Does it appear to be an ordinary cat? It does. It's a beast. What's its fur color? It's white. <laughs> Snow okay. white. Okay. <laughs> well, that's fitting. We're in the cloud place. Hey there, little fella. What you doing here? Is this your house? The cat leaves the bedroom and moves towards the kitchen kind of paws around on top of the stove where that burnt tea kettle was. She sniffs the kettle, looks for water. Then she goes to the rainwater and begins lapping up that. Okay. I'm going to take that blanket and wrap it around me um, like a little, I don't know, like I'm a sick person. You know, they always wrap those. Mm -hmm. See, me and words tonight. <laughs> and I'm just going <laughs> to shuffle out. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Howl's Moving Castle the animated yeah. one, oh but that's gosh, what I'm yeah. thinking of Hal with his blanket sending Sophie out the door so he doesn't have to go talk to the king. That's just kind of shuffling around, following. Are you hungry? Uh, she rubs your legs violently. I'll pull out some of my uh, um, vegan rations and see if she'll take it. <laughs> Vegetarian <What>? rations? <laughs> She does not accept vegetarian rations. Oh. <laughs> but it's dry she seaweed. She, try, she does sniff at it, lick at it um, as if it was food, and then quickly realizes it's not. Ah, because it's vegan. <laughs> sorry. Um, oh, sorry. Well, maybe when my friends come back, my friend Birdie has a lot of meat. She'll take good care of you if she comes back. I want to shuffle to the window and look out and see what it looks like out there. And you see Birdie and Samoon just running in all these trees that were once made of ice are just melting and sloshing like waves, splashing. Birdie and Samoon are soaking wet now. The lightning and thunder roaring. It's like a train station out there. It's so loud. But soon enough, they come barreling through the door. You are now safely inside the cottage together at last. Ooh, it is coming down very hard out there. <laughs> I'm going to s 
stare at them and just be like, What'd you do? You broke it. What? What is this blame for the weather's changing? We did not do anything. We couldn't find Bertie's wolf belt, unfortunately. And as we were searching, this storm came upon us. And it's actually really warm out there compared to what it was like just a moment ago, being very cold. And it seems like this place is transforming into a new terrain. And I don't... It's its very confusing to me. It's very wet as well. I'm kind of sad about my wolf thing. Oh, I was afraid that might happen. Well, I know it's not the same and now it's warm, but I was looking around and I found this and I'll hold out the little blue cloak. Maybe it'll feel comfortable. You know, because mm. you, you were so nice to me. I kind of wanted something with like gears. I like that. She kind of looks over at the cat and then decides the cat's probably too small. So it's not worth trying to skin. I look between Birdie and the cat and I just kind of shuffle in front of the cat. Well, you know, if you give me a sewing kit, I could maybe make you a hood with ears on it before I wither away. You don't have a sewing kit. I don't have dexterous fingers, and I flop my arm. <laughs> oh yeah, your your arm is kind of like a wing. Maybe, um, maybe you can use it to sort of fly in the circles. You know, if you flap it. No. <laughs> That's maybe something I could do. You're not wrong. <laughs> well, I think that is a great idea. It is good to make the make light of your situation because you never know when the next bad thing is going to come. Make light like a swelled up balloon. <laughs> I'm going to go run into the bedroom and like collapse on the small bed. <laughs> At this point, the cat is now rubbing against your legs, Birdie, begging for food. I'm going to reach in my pocket and see if I have anything and... I do have a little bit of meat left over. You're able to chop the meat um, up. Yeah, chop the meat up and serve it a little bit. The cat gratefully accepts. Famished, it seems. How old is the cabin? Because I remember there was food on the table and it was really old. Yeah, something like 100 years old. So what about the cat? Is the cat the wizard? I don't know if that's a Trina question. Wasn't, but it I wish it about, was. It is, it is a valid question. I feel like Birdie's on that track as well. So make a uh, arcana check. Yeah, being a barbarian to do that? Okay, okay. Um, 15? 15. Birdie, what you were able to put together is the cat seems very hungry, did not touch the food. It appears that this place has been abandoned for quite some time, but... Maybe it's your connection to your ancestors. Maybe it's just your lack of propensity towards magic, but you suddenly realize this place is not anything but a wizard's cottage. Sitting here in the cloud forest, well, now almost the water forest, it has been able to survive and withstand and is no doubt filled with all kinds of interesting secrets. Your eyes are drawn towards the workshop in there are so many gadgets. And as your eyes meet the workshop, your Samoon is able to track with your gaze. You notice that there are all kinds of weapons hanging on the wall. 
a horseshoe, little toys made of copper, silver, and steel. There's a funny little bag of cookies, crunchy cookies that are shaped in unusual shapes like flowers. I'm going to walk over to the bag of cookies and eat one. Inside, there's a piece of paper. Yeah, like a fortune cookie. I'm going to read it. It is wet. Oh, I'm going to dry it off okay. by the fire. Uh, it looks a little hard to read as you cough and read it. Um, you go ahead and roll a D8. Five. Uh, you read the fortune cookie says, a fresh start will put you on your way. Yeah. And you gain five temporary hit points. See, it's, it pays off to eat random things. Samoon. I wonder who lived here. They have a whole bunch of weapons in here. What kind of weapons do I see? Yeah, you see something that you'd only heard about. They are called ninja stars. And there are three of them. They're incredibly ornate. They fit in the palm of your hand. They must be handled with incredible delicacy as they are lethal weapons. Ooh, look at these. And I'm going to pick them up and I'm just going to stare at one. <laughs> I'm just going to just lightly just tap the tip. Oh, these are very sharp. And I, well, if no one is living here, I don't want to steal, but... I could use these, perhaps. Yes. And I'm just going to pocket them. As you tap them, you sense they are 3d4 damage upon a hit. There are three of them. And as I pocket them, um, I continue to just kind of glance at what other weapons there may be. Um, not necessarily with the intent to take, unless something like this stands out to me again. But just to look at what's what else is there, because you said there was like tools and stuff too well now you are connecting the idea that this is a wizard's abode and there is in fact a staff it has an eagle's head on the the the, the top of the staff it's incredibly light and it looks like it has little hollow points like finger finger holes as if it were a long flute Hey guys, have you seen something like this before? This is a weird staff with this eagle thing, and it almost looks like an instrument. Does do you guys recognize this? Karina is still crying in the bedroom. I mean, I've seen a staff before. If that's what you're asking. Oh yes, well I've seen a staff too, Bertie, but I've not seen this type of staff. I wonder. And I'm just gonna start putting my fingers in where the holes are just to see what happens. Yeah. And as you do this, you see that um, you're able to learn the properties of this staff. It gives you its name, Breathtaker. This plus one quarter staff can deal an extra 2d6 thunder damage to the target upon a hit. The target is a creature. It must succeed on a strength saving throw or be pushed back 10 feet away from you and not prone. Hence the name Breathtaker. And as you move it and finger the holes in very specific areas, 
it creates a flute sound as it moves through the air. I really like this, this stuff. Well, I won't take anything more, but I will take this stuff in these ninja stars. The rest I will keep for if you want to peruse, Bertie. There seems to be some cool knickknacks in here too. That hearing the flute sound would catch my attention. And I'll perk my head up and shuffle to the door. What are you doing? Oh, I am just perusing. Bertie ate a cookie that made her feel great. And then I just wanted to look at these weapons and other tools. And I found these cool ninja stars. And I found this awesome looking stuff that has this bird on it. And when I wave it, it makes this cool, like, melody. Oh, that is really cool. Shuffle it, forward look. Yeah, you should see if there's anything else in here. Perhaps, if not, I can let you borrow the stuff. Um, well, and I'll pull that leather pouch out of my pocket. I already found this, and I'll open it up and see what's inside. Inside, you see that there are tiny little animal toys the ones that immediately catch your attention, a dog, an ape, and a baboon. There are others in the bottom. I'll pull out the dog and kind of look around at it. Seems very lifelike. Wow, this is really, this is really good detail. Somebody worked really hard on this. It's frighteningly good detail. The dog almost seems to look back at you. Do I sense anything? I'd like to cast detect magic on it. Whoa. Can you focus detect magic or is it an area effect? It, I believe it is an area effect of everything <laughs> and a 10 foot area, but I can like, it tells me the property in the school of magic. Yeah, okay. Okay, so as Traina begins to concentrate on the magical properties of these bags, she recognizes that these little creatures that if thrown upon the floor like little fireworks will polymorph into the appropriate creature. Around you, you can also sense that there is an owl, a metal owl that casts magic mouth standing on the workshop. You also see that there is a silver figurine of a woman spraying a bottle of perfume that has some enchantment magic as well. There seems to be some ability magic around that horseshoe that's hanging up on the wall. And there is some strong teleportation magic coming from a snow globe sitting on the workshop. Look around and be like, hey, Guys, I think this is a wizard's house. This place is full of magic. I'm gonna go up to um, I'm gonna go up to the snow globe because that teleportation magic interests me the most, and I'm gonna pick it up and kind of examine it. Make a perception check or an investigation check. Samoon and Birdie, what are you doing at this moment? Um, <clears throat> thirteen. As, as Trina makes her statement about the place's magic. Oh, this makes sense with this type of stuff. I mean, I don't know why other than magic you would want to have a whistling stick, but it makes sense now. And uh, I'm just kind of twirling it around 
Um, you know, being careful not to knock anything, uh, just to kind of get a feel for it. And then um, kind of taking his eyes off of the weapons, he's going to realize that there's a cat in the room. Speaking of that cat in the room, does the cat light up his magic? Yes. Yes. It has a uh, very real flesh and blood property, but it does mm -hmm. have some um, non-creative properties about it that is more arcane than creation. Okay. Birdie, as Trina goes for the snow globe, what are you paying attention to? wondering where the owner of the cabin is yeah i mean i'm looking at the cat thinking the cat's alive and how did the cat how has the cat survived birdie's just staring at this cat <laughs> watching for it to make a move can you read my thoughts Ooh, can you read its thoughts can i read the cat's thoughts with my helmet that's my question to you, you can try that yeah i think you have one right. charge left is what i said before yeah. a nighttime. All right, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna put my goggles on. I'm gonna try to get focus the cat, pick it up, like kind of put it on the table, just stare at it. You stare at the cat's thoughts, and while Trina's paying attention to the snow globe, you hear so hungry, so hungry. How did I get here? This is not my home. So hungry. This is not my home. Can you take me home? And the cat just kind of perks up its ears and just kind of issues out a meow meow. <laughs> As if it was asking a question, confirming what we knew all along, that cats do ask us questions. Uh, you made your perception check. As you look into the snow globe, you see that there is a little bitty town square scene with people ice skating and in an old-fashioned 1800s carriage with an open sleigh. Uh, there's a little churchyard, beautiful quaint village. And as you gently shake the snow globe, of course, the snow begins to fall down. And then there's a strange out-of-place scene. The snowman has been dismantled. Kids are playing around it, but the rocks and the carrot and the stick from the snowman has been formed into three letters s o s well this sounds like a quest within a quest how strange tilt it and look at it a little closer what happened to you and almost as an answer to your question, one of the figurines comes out of the church and begins jumping up and down, waving its hands. Oh my gracious! She Guys, there's a, real people in here! She appears to be a young gnome. Simone, come here, I need wisdom! Simone is like enraptured by what birdie might be experiencing with this cat so he's got this staff and he's just like leaned over like staring at it as hard as birdie is on the opposite side of the table and then hearing what what wisdom you want my wisdom what what, need... what do you have in your hand now? what what is going on i think there's a village trapped in this snow globe and i don't know if i should smash it and get them out or smashing it will kill them Okay, I do not mean to be rude, 
but uh, how are you feeling with your arm? <laughs> Why? Thank you for reminding me I had forgotten in the excitement of all the magic. Would you just come here and help me? Oh, okay. I just wanted to make sure that we weren't having... Stop talking. But you asked for my wisdom and I am just Bobby simply here. giving you <laughs> what is coming to my head. Okay, okay. Let me look at the snow globe. I'm going to hold it up and see what she sees. So from the gnome's perspective, we can see through this horrid snow globe, we see the sagging face of Traina covered by this blanket, looking on at this poor prisoner. And now it switches to Samun's face. And again, you see the gnome. She's just waving her hands, jumping up and down. And when she sees you, she uh, it's very hard to pick out her facial features, but it almost seems as if she's laughing now, smiling. She begins throwing the snow up in the air, uh, doing ridiculous stunts like rubbing it on her face, uh, scratching her butt on the snow, trying to do anything out of the ordinary to convince you of her legitimate plight. Oh my goodness. There's a little person in the globe. You are right, Tree, and I am so sorry. What are they doing? Who, who rubs snow like that? And I don't know, Simoon. Are you feeling okay? Well, I appreciate you asking. And yes, I am feeling quite fine. Thank you. And then just like staring intently at the snow globe. And you also see the sign SOS that has been traced on the ground. Uh, the gnome at this point, she proceeds to grab one of the figurines and knock it over and then point to herself. Oh, I think she wants something to be knocked over. Maybe it's the globe. But what if we drop it and she dies? Then our little friend here, he's going to be, well, well still our little friend, just no longer animated. Maybe try turning it to the side first and see what happens. Simone's going to take his second hand on the top okay. of the globe. And I'm just going to mouth to the little person. Two, three, and just start tilting the snow globe. <laughs> And she waves her hands back and forth. No, no. <laughs> and then she makes a signal, the universal signal for push the button. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't tell us there was a button. <laughs> well, that, that wasn't working. She was, she's poking her hand now. Oh, maybe she wants you to push on the ball? There's a small little... Uh, subtle button on the side of the snow globe peering over and i just i'm just gonna press it as you press it a small little diamond begins to glow at your feet and you see now upon the floor these little sigils begin to pop up keeping in theme with the teleportation magic however nothing happens oh put the snow globe in the the sigils oh okay I'm just gonna back out and then just set it down like this. I think so. Okay, so now what? I can't see her. She's too small if she's telling us something. Well, let's wait and see if something happens. And if not, we'll get on the ground or something with her. Time presses on, nothing happens. All right, I get on my hands and flobby arms and knees and peer in. What do we do? Spell it out in the snow. She then draws out in the snow 
the word T. T E A. Well, what did she say? She wants some tea. Hey, Bertie, did you see any tea in the kitchen when we were over there? Well, you can easily remember as you turn to look at the teapot that has been burned straight through, and the firewood is on the side of the stove, but everything inside the stove, of course, has been burnt long to ash. Well, oh, there's tea over there. Go investigate. Uh, yeah, there is no tea. There is a burnt tea kettle. How long have I been muted? <laughs> I haven't heard from you in a while. <laughs> Birdie's been reading the cat's mind. <laughs> Speaking of um, the cat, the last thing you heard from the cat was, this is not my home. I am so hungry. Um, I'm going to give the cat another piece of uh, bacon, pocket bacon. I'm going to look at the teapot. and pick it up. You can see that it's burnt straight through. So is there anything else in the kitchen that we can, like, heat water up on or something? Yes. To make tea? Then I'm going to do that. Yeah, you find a pot, you boil the water. Nothing seems to change. Well, guys, I don't think it's tea. I mean, I don't see any in the kitchen. And um, this water, I don't know what to do with it now. So at this point, you can try to make an educated guess, or I can ask for a dice check. What What if we were to put the snow globe into the pot? I don't know how these things work, but maybe it just needs to be a warmer globe. So because Simoon is asking how these things work, Simoon, you could easily piece together that now you are simply trying to replicate the same situation in which this accident occurred. You found the snow globe on the workshop, Immediately, as if you were standing at the workshop, there is a diamond at your feet. It has teleportation signals. There is a burnt teapot and a cat that wants to go home. The cat is from the uh, snow globe and it traded spots. So put the cat on the diamond. Oh, okay. And put the snow globe back on the bench so it's where it was. You see and... the gnome beginning to shake her head violently, violently, and then point to the T, and then she covers her ears as if something was very loud. She made an explosion. Of <laughs> <laughs> um, tea. tea whistling. Yeah. You notice so that we, I think I got this one, guys. So, I think I'm understanding what they're doing. So before, <laughs> so yes, Samoon's got it. So, so so we need to put everything back before the tea whistles. So yes. quick, put everything back. I put the globe back. I snatch up the cat and I stick it down, and then I hold the cat by the scruff of the neck and hold it there, and I like point at the tea kettle, and if it doesn't whistle immediately. I'm going to press kettle. a digitation it. <laughs> That's what I was about to say. The tea kettle is broken. So you make the sound. Yeah, I press a digitation, a, a tea kettle sound coming out of it. And then Samoon, nothing happens. And then it. You, then you remember to push the button. And she's just doing this. <laughs> I go and up this to the snow globe just, and... <laughs> it's like a really bad game of charades, you know, when someone's just like, please get it, get it. And finally, when you push that button, the cat disappears beneath the sigil, and a young gnome woman pops up, hanging on to uh, you that you have grabbed by the scruff of the neck, Trina. Oh my gracious! 
away. She looks around. I push the button, you idiot! <laughs> oh, you did it! She immediately jumps up and down. She she like does a full on jump into your arms, Samoon. Like gives you a big kiss on the cheek. And then she like top, stands up on top of your shoulders and just grabs the roof. I'm back. What 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 is this? <laughs> she jumps around. She grabs you, Trina. Not even paying attention to the cloak or your skin. She just gives you a warm embrace. And then she looks over at Birdie, charges towards you, Birdie begins dancing around the table arm in arm and says, I'm back. <laughs> oh, my food is awful. Oh, this is awful. Oh, this, oh, it smells so good in here. It smells like home. Hello. Hi. I am Gabby Fiddlehold and I am home. Who are you? Every story comes to an ending, so for now we must conclude. Thank you for listening, Sojourners. Your attention will not go unrewarded. And we look forward to continuing this adventure. If you enjoy this background music and ambiance, you should visit Tabletop Audio. You can find them at www.tabletopaudio.com. Whether you are studying for a big test, going on a long car ride, or working out at the gym, Tabletop Audio has the fantasy and science fiction music for you. And take the time to sojourn with us. For articles on playing your very own Dungeons & Dragons games, visit Sojourners Awake at www.sojournersawake.com. And if you are happy that Gabby Fiddlehold is finally free from her snow globe prison, then make sure to go to your favorite podcasting platform and leave a rating and review. I'm sure she would love to hear from you now that she's back in the free world. And as always, Sojourner, may your story continue.